Oh, have I got your attention now? Good. Because we're adding a little something to this month's sales contest. As you all know, first prize is a Cadillac Eldorado. Anybody want to see second prize? Second prize is a set of steak knives. Third prize is you're fired. You get the picture? You laughing now? Because only one thing counts in this life. Get them to sign on the line which is dotted. A, B, C. A, always, B, B, C, closing. Always be closing. Always be closing. A, I, D, A. Attention, interest, decision, action. Attention. Do I have your attention? Interest. Are you interested? I know you are, because it's fuck or walk. You close or you hit the bricks. Decision. Have you made your decision for Christ? An action. A-I-D-A. Get out there. You got the prospects coming in. You think they came in to get out of the rain? A guy don't walk on the lot lest he wants to buy. They're sitting out there waiting to give you their money. Are you going to take it? Are you man enough to take it? Do you buy your thermometer, sir? Is that a challenge? Do you buy your thermometer? Fine, let's have a duel. Challenge accepted. If you wanna, wanna, wanna come over, do you wanna, wanna, wanna go ride? If you wanna, wanna, wanna come over, do you wanna, wanna, wanna go ride? If you wanna, wanna, wanna come over. Hello and welcome to the Do It or Else podcast. This is the premier weekly challenge podcast where two friends stay in touch and perform personal challenges to better enrich their lives and to hopefully alleviate some ADHD symptoms. I am one of your hosts. I'm Dustin Graham. And I'm the other one. I'm Ryan. Hey, how are you, my friend? Hey, buddy. It's been a, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. We had the oh. Thanksgiving holiday. <laughs> the dog just came in with a squeaky toy. Um, oh, hi, Rosie. Yeah, but I got I to gotta fix this. One squeak for yes, two squeaks for no. Hey, Rosie, can I have this? Leave it, drop it. Thank you. Oh, good, Rosie. Okay, so now I'm holding a pink elephant. And it's, it's you didn't, cute. you're not going to try and sell the pink elephant, right? No, I'm going to let my dog keep this one until she destroys it. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, Thanksgiving holiday. How was your Thanksgiving? It was turkey-rific. We had uh, traveled to Boone, North Carolina. That's where yeah. Casey's from, and it was uh-huh. gorgeous. It was lovely. Oh, good. I went to my dad's house. It was great. Yeah. But the darn well, dog, she ate a bunch of, like, not charcoal, but, like, you know, like, oh, now she's barking. What is she Just barking? let Rosie be on the podcast. Rosie, Rosie's a contributor to the podcast. Well, she's... So she's, like, hiding under the bed, barking at one of her toys. Good girl. But, yeah, good girl. That's what we want. But um, yeah, yeah. With the dumb dog, she ate like a like this calcified. I don't know. Calcified is the right word, but like the sodified uh, drippings from a grill, from like a gas oh, yeah. grill. Yeah, yeah. So it's like pure carbon, you know. And I don't know how much she ate, but it made her sick for like two days. So yeah, we're just now getting over that. We're doing good now. She's back to normal. Good Rosie. <laughs> good Rosie. Yeah, yeah. Good dog. How your dogs doing? They're doing okay. My my old girl Luma, she's d- having some old lady issues. She yeah. is uh, just getting up there. She's almost she's a little over eleven, and we put her on some blood pressure medicine. Oh, she's but a good girl. 
She's a good girl. She's chill. This will chill her out even more. <laughs> oh man, poor thing. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's get let's. I don't want to depress anybody with <laughs> old dog talk. Yeah. Um, we 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 are a podcast about challenges, about yeah, personal challenges, and this week was your challenge. Yeah, and my challenge was to flip something. And not like flip a table or like flip out. Well, I actually did end up flipping a table, but yeah, don't spin it over. Buy something or get something for cheap and sell it for more money. Okay. So flip for a profit. For a profit. That's what we did. We did a little bit of a little bit of commerce. And uh, yeah. that's actually like the little history section today is about commerce. Commerce challenges. Commerce Internet education. commerce. Oh, internet so. podcast, internet commerce. Great. This is a great side hustle. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, you yeah. ready? To, you ready to get into it? Educate me Let's on do it. the commerce. <laughs> and we're back. We're back. You ready to learn about uh, the history of e-commerce, Dustin? Specifically e-commerce, yes. Um, are we starting way, way back with ancient Greece? And no they were way. Doing commerce with eels. I thought about doing that and like trading puka shells for, I don't know, <laughs> sexual favors. But what I realized doing this challenge is that both of you and I both to sell and for other parts of our challenge used the internet pretty heavily. Yeah. Um, so I was interested kind of in how this business of internet selling has has come about. You know, it's it's grown throughout our lifetime specifically. Um, it kind of came out of nowhere while we were little kids and has grown into this like massive industry that we have now. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. Gosh darn it. There we go. I hate telephones. Um so I, I guess we should start back in like the 1960s. So the early iterations of electronic communication um, is kind of where e-commerce starts. In the 60s to the early 80s, um, they start they invented something called the electronic data interchange, uh, and mm. this was just like a digital computer system to transfer money from one place to another. This is like banking. This is like the electronic banking exactly okay and so that doesn't really count as commerce to me as much as it just is banking right it's like internal business to business stuff but in Mm -hmm. 1979 this guy named aldrich he figured out a way to cook a kind of early computer up to a tv and he started something called teleshopping where like there was like a mall through your tv and i think it involved the telephone to buy things but it wasn't quite the internet yet so your computer was using a tv to buy telephones. Got it. Yeah, exactly. Now you nailed it. So okay. I found what, I don't know if this is apocryphal or not, but I found the earliest uh, trade or the earliest uh, sell and purchase of something online. Do you know what it is? Ooh, a baseball card. No, in 1972. So it's important in 1972, the only people that had anything like the internet would be like these Ivy League colleges of Yale and Stanford. Data these, scientists. Yeah, these data people. Are you single? Um, <laughs> Let's connect on Facebook. Oh, I thought you were going to say like date a scientist. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> they would, these scientists, right, they got together and they would send essentially electronic, like, do you like me? Yes, no, maybe. Yeah, so these two kids, one at Stanford 
and one, I guess, at Yale, I think it was, in the artificial intelligence lab. In 1972, they sold each other weed. Cool. Over, over their like early <laughs> computer connection system. So that's where it all started. The original uh, Silk Road. Yeah, exactly. You named it. So then in 1990, Tim Berners-Lee, I think he's an English guy, right? He invents or like publishes the idea for the World Wide Web. Um, and in 1991, that becomes a real thing. And I remember this. Do you remember getting on the web for the first time back in that those days? <laughs> yeah, you had to connect with a modem. <laughs> You've got mail. Exactly. And from that moment, 1991, when the internet pops up, uh, internet commerce really starts. People start trying to figure it out. Um, and really, the first dude... you. It's not surprising. The first person to really figure it out was Amazon. So Jeff Bezos. Back in the 90s, huh? Yeah, in 1995, he creates Amazon, which is like a was a bookstore. Library. Bookstore. Yeah, yeah it competed yeah. with uh, Barnes & Noble, right? Mm -hmm. And Books A Million, which I think they killed. They're gone now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's grown, of course, into like the massive conglomerate that does a million things we yeah. know it today. But oh, Borders. Don't forget about Borders. Oh, yeah, Borders. Media play. Yeah, exactly. Media play. Media play is a good example, too, because the first object that, like, somebody sold to somebody else for digital currency was actually the year earlier, in 1994. These two guys, one guy sold another guy a CD, a Sting CD. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Sting so, was huge in the 90s, right? I, Leading up to, uh, uh, well, he had that one music video where he was kind of like Jesus walking on water. And yeah, then, you know, he had the police, I guess, in the 80s, and then as a solo, solo artist. And isn't it weird, like, the one thing we all know about Sting... Is that it, he was in Dune, the horrible movie that David Lynch directed but didn't put his name on because he hated the movie so much. No, the one thing we all know about Sting is, is oh, like... his tantric sex. That's right. That's the one thing anybody anywhere can tell you... Sting likes to take a long time to finish. He keeps... He doesn't finish. That's Sting. <laughs> is that He's what like, it is? He just doesn't I've finish? I've never came once in 30 years of tantric. When I die, it will be the ultimate release. <laughs> and my soul will leave as well as all of my bodily fluids. Well, I think it's maybe more important that Sting doesn't come is that Sting <laughs> is forever etched in the history of the internet as the first... Like, objects sold, a Sting CD. Good for <laughs> yeah. him. Um, so, after this boom of Amazon in 95, you get all the other really large internet companies that you're thinking about. Uh, you get companies, uh, shoot, where is it? You get Craigslist in 1995. Oh, sweet. And Craigslist has barely changed since then. Craigslist was originally like a, an email that he was just sending to his friends. But once he made the mm. HTML site in 95, it's pretty much been the same ever since. Right? Yeah, it's a very basic website, like just a big forum. It's awesome. Yeah, that same Hilarious year. stuff is on there, too. <laughs> yeah, I like love I love Craigslist. Missed connections and all that stuff. Yeah, it's a whole, like, and you can see on Craigslist, like, the design of the early internet. It's all still sitting there. It's very, oh yeah, like, user forums, kind of news groups, I think is what they were called. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, also in 95, you get like eBay pops up, uh, a company called Webvan. Do you remember them? Oh, they, they were, uh, like the precursor to kind of like 
Blue Apron, but they would you could shop groceries and they would deliver your yeah, and those cool little plastic crates that actually mm. become common since then. Uh, so Webvan popped up. I remember Pets.com with the little sock puppet commercials. Right, right. Of all these huge companies, and then you get uh, PayPal in 1998. Oh wow! And PayPal really made it easy uh, from then on to do e-commerce, right? To that buy was and Elon sell Musk, things on. Right, Elon. I think did he was. PayPal, I think right? that's where he, he got one, his original money. Yeah, one of the co-founders, I think. Yeah, or somebody super important in the beginning, and that's how. We got the sweet new Cybertruck. What do you think of that thing? Oh, my God. The Cybertruck. You could not sell the Cybertruck on Cyber Monday in a cyber mall with cybersecurity on I lo- vacation. I, love, I don't know what I'm saying. I love the Cybertruck. You I really think, do? I, I think, think it looks it, so cool. I think it's a great way to kind of get, uh, I mean, they, what, sold over, pre-sold like over 100,000 of them? That seems like that, a lot. That day. Like they got pre-orders for that, but that's just a concept truck. Like that's not going to be the finished model. I hope it looks like that. It's I, ama- it I think does. it looks so cool. It looks like a like a truck from Goldeneye, the video game when we were kids. No, it looks like the Warthog from Halo. Yeah, that's another great thing. <laughs> I think the Warthog from Halo looks awesome. It looks like a giant DeLorean. Yeah, put a chain gun on top of the Cybertruck, then maybe we can talk. But as far as like the practical effects of having uh okay i'm sorry anyone that's like uh, on the the musk bandwagon i am too i think a lot of the stuff he does is cool the cyber truck the concept is cool but it just looks so awful 500 mile range that's fine that's really far that's fine i'll take a 400 (laughs) mile range truck if it looks better i think it looks awesome i I'm, i'm i like it you don't like it so in march 2000 the dot-com bubble bust. Companies like Webvan and Pets.com, they disappear. Bye-bye. Um, and it's kind of like the, you know, only the strong survived. Precursor to recession. Yeah, exactly. Precursor recession that we get. I don't know. It kind of was its own little thing, wasn't it? Where basically people had over-invested in these dot-com companies yes. and, and then the cows came home. But mm-hmm. I, I wonder now, I didn't look this up, but I wonder now if the valuation of those companies would be just like laughably low now if it was just a, a a short-term drop you know yeah i don't know yeah so all of that to say because, e-commerce I mean, for all of those that have closed all those dot coms that shuttered in theory virtual shuttered their doors um the there are replacements there's chewy.com now there's pet meds there's, exactly uh, I mean, as far as like Webvan, there's fucking Amazon. They'll deliver anything to you. And these companies um, must be way, way bigger than their predecessors in the 2000s. Yes. Or in 2000 itself, right? Right. All that to say, yeah, exactly. Consumers spent, uh, this is in the United States, $517 billion online with U.S. merchants in 2018, mm-hmm. uh, which is up 15% from the year prior. And globally, it it or actually in the United States, it's e retailing is fourteen point three percent of the total sales last year. So it's not even that much. Like it, insane. So if you take out things like gas and like groceries, like things that are more and more you can get online, but are most people buy in person, yeah. um, it's still only about fifteen percent of the total economy of retail is happening online. So it's there's still a lot of room to grow. Yeah. Globally, and, last year, two point eight trillion dollars. Yeah, 
That's crazy. And you know what? I went to a David Sedaris lecture last night with oh, yeah. my lovely wife, and he has a he's written some really good articles and essays like in the New Yorker about like the demise of traditional storefronts and stuff like that and retail stores. And he, you know, he really does make a good um, argument against e-commerce specifically, you know, like Amazon to buy a book or something like that. Yeah. And he made a, he made, he made a good pitch for, you know, just brick and mortar stores. What's his point? His point was, Listen, I know some of y'all. He's he talks very high. He's he, you know he's a very nice kind of gentle, dry humor guy. If you don't know David Sedaris, look him up. Got a lot of cool stuff. But he was like, now I know some of you. You're you know if you're 25 right now, maybe you know you've grown up buying things online, but you're 25 now. You're gonna be old. You're gonna be you're gonna be 60 one day, and you're gonna be out and you're gonna be diagnosed with Crohn's disease or some type of gastrointestinal virus. And you're going to need to take a shit, but there's no stores for you to run into and use their bathroom. So there you are and you've shit yourself and you're going to have to go home and sit in your own shit until you can put on new pants. And if you just had a store you could go to, you'd shit in their store, but you killed all the stores because you're you're lazy and you don't want to go outside and you want to buy everything online. So it's your own fault. If you don't want to be covered in shit, buy things in stores. All right, let's move on to the challenge. Oh, so <laughs> shitty. What a shitty segue. <laughs> no, my dog needs to go outside. I need to take a quick break. Challenge time, baby. Challenge. Let's talk about the challenge. Yeah, so this week's challenge, I mentioned it before, flip something. So I wanted to see what it was like to... Find something, buy something, sell it. Um, do you want me to go first? Sure. Have you ever sold anything online before, though? Uh, not that I can think of outside of like tickets for sh- like events or shows. Yeah, I don't think I have. Have you? Nothing like this. I've definitely done like tickets, like you know, last minute thing, like oh, I can't go. Throw it online, you know, to a football game or something. But I've never done anything with like. The intention. Oh well, I forgot. I did try back uh, two years ago. I tried to do like one of those uh, Facebook-generated um, T-shirt ideas for Fourth of July. Okay. I, I made this T-shirt. <laughs> what? With a bit of yeah, with a big Bigfoot logo on it, and I was trying to make this company called Cryptid Cloth, and I was going to create a line of t-shirts with like cryptids on them you know animals like Bigfoot okay or the like Yeti cryptozoology or... exactly and uh i did that and i only sold five shirts and i don't even remember 12... this and i'm your buddy like how did this 12 12 shirt minimum for the Aww. order so i bought 12 shirts and only sold five <laughs> Or I only pre-ordered five, sold five, and I had to buy twelve shirts. To oh no, those five man! Orders. So I didn't make any money. I lost money on it. Do you have any more of them? Away. Do you have any larges? No. Oh okay. Kind of want one so, now. Yeah, but let's talk about our current <laughs> challenge. Um, what, so you said you'd flipped a table. You start. Yeah. So um, I 
used two apps throughout this process and eventually only focused on one. So I was using Craigslist to start. I thought, oh. To sell? No, to buy and sell, right? To find what I wanted to do. So I had a few ideas. I was like, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll go to um, Goodwill and I'll find like a nice North Face jacket or something and I'll sell it on Poshmark. That was my original intention and I just never found the time to get over to Goodwill. So I never did that. Okay. Um, then my plan was, okay, I just moved. I just bought a lot of pieces of furniture for the house. I know what it's worth to me. Let me go find a piece of furniture, refinish it the way that I refinished furniture for my house and then sell it. Uh-huh. So I went on Craigslist. I was searching Craigslist and I was searching the free column in Craigslist, okay. which is an amazing place. Um, and there was like a lot of things, but nothing quite what I was looking for. And then I, uh, recently joined the next door app for my new neighborhood. Yeah. Do you use next door? We have it. Uh, it's just a lot of old people typically complaining about things. <laughs> yeah. I think we've mentioned it before, but yeah, I, I was on there today and somebody was like, somebody cut the power lines to my house and was trying to steal my gas meter. And I don't, that, how is that true? That's not true. And they were like, sure. and I scared them off with a shotgun. I'm like, I don't believe you. I think you're lying. But maybe yeah. it happened. But nonetheless, also on Nextdoor, there's a marketplace. And on that marketplace, the first tab is free. You click free. And for Nextdoor, the stuff is really good because people want to give good deals and free stuff to their neighbors. Yeah. It's, you know, Craigslist is like the whole city, whereas Nextdoor is really just your like neighborhood and like the few adjoining it. Yeah. Like five mile radius or whatever. So I go on there and I found this table that was a curb pickup. You know, somebody had just left it outside of their house. And it was the exact same table that I had just bought for my house. Oh, wow. So it didn't have the stools that mine had. But I was like, oh, well, I already know and like this thing. Let me go get it. So I go and pick it up. uh, And it didn't have the hardware. So I went to the hardware store and bought some bolts for it. And that cost me... $4 $4 maybe to get the like the eight bolts and washers I needed. Maybe less than that. Maybe 360 So okay. I got the bolts and washers I needed, and I took it home, and I was like, am I going to sand this thing down and, and treat it? <laughs> Rosie's squeaking again. Am I going to sand hey, this Rosie. thing down and treat it the way that I had my other one, or should I just take put it together, take pictures of it, clean it, put it online? And that's what I did. I didn't put okay. any elbow grease into it. I just put it together took pictures of it, put it on Craigslist and on Nextdoor um, for $40. It didn't sell for $40 over like the course of three days. So I lowered the price to $30 and it sold within like two hours. So I found the sweet spot for selling tables online. It's $30. Nice. Um, and I had to like go to Phipps Plaza, this like super busy shopping mall um, in the north of Atlanta. And this woman, I guess she was coming from work and she met me in the parking lot and she like had me loaded into her car like really quickly, like it was a drug deal. And then I was like, uh, I was trying to be polite. And then she just kind of shoved $30 into my hand and drove away. So wow. uh, that was my uh, my experience. So I did. I, I remember we said this week was going to be a competition um, percentage gained from your yourself. So I went from, sure. uh, let's say, $4 to $30 is, is my markup. Okay. What happened with you? So. Let's let's be clear as far as the parameters go. We're are we saying the percentage we're doing a markup percentage or a profit margin? Because there are two different ways to look at selling something and to determine, I guess, how much 
profit you have. I like markup so, percentage, but profit okay. margin is interesting. Uh, I'm I I'll, I'll acquiesce to you. What would you like to do? Well, I just want to know: Did you do the formula to determine your markup percentage? No, but I could do that right now. Okay, so the markup percentage, if we're going by markup percentage, you're going to take your your gross revenue, okay, which you said was thirty dollars. Subtract your cost. Okay, let's say four dollars. You're saying four dollars, yeah. and then divide by four dollars. Okay, so that gives me six point five. Okay. Um, so that would mean you have a 650% markup. Okay. Okay. Nailed it. So you, you're at 650. If you want to do profit margin, you take your revenue minus the cost. Okay. So 30 minus divided, 4 back to 26. Divided by the revenue. So divided by 30. Okay. Let me see. So, so I get 26 divided by 30 is 0.86. Okay, so you have eighty-six percent profit margin. Okay, so that's good. Those are those are really good percentages. That's if if you're selling anything, that is a great profit. Nailed it. Anyone would be happy to that. Right. So imagine you're selling a car with the same percentage ratios. You know, instead of thirty dollars, it was three thousand, and you paid four hundred dollars for the car, something like that. You know, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Great, great markup. Good turnaround. Yeah, and a lot more money for maybe the same amount of effort yeah maybe I like, should what do if you cars just, yeah what have you bought four hundred dollars in car parts yeah you know so still good good margins okay what i did for mine um i made something i kind of um when you brought up the flip challenge my mind went to hgtv's flea market flip oh what's that so it's a it's a show where contestants go on um, and they spend a day at a flea market. At the beginning of the day, they buy a, a whatever. They buy a, a table, for example. Okay. For that's what I did. And then that's exactly <laughs> what you did. But they actually put some elbow grease into it. They dress it up. They refinish it. They paint it, whatever. And then they try to sell it at the flea market that day. And then they have a profit competition with you know the other contestant to see who can do the most so that's what i was thinking okay so that's kind of what we did i have um i recently bought a large piece of oak to make a table for so i'm i'm making a table oh, and like a dining room table what kind of table are you making yeah a table for a friend and okay. um the the piece of oak itself was a hundred dollars but it was eight feet long by 20 inches okay so um i calculated the price per square inch of table and it was about five cents per square inch. Okay. So the the scrap that I have from the cut ends is what I use to make my blocks. I made some children's play blocks because I'm a, in the recreation industry. I sell playgrounds for a living. So I wanted to see what it's like to try and actually make a piece of play equipment or a, a play thing. So I made blocks. Well, very, you're basically Santa Claus. I'm, I'm basically, you know, the original Santa Claus. Yeah. You know, I'm. I'm a skinnier, elfier version of Santa. Oh, dude, you've got and to watch Klaus on Netflix. It's a cartoon. It's heartbreaking. It's oh, about Santa Claus. Okay. It's amazing. Highly recommend. Does Santa have cancer? Uh, it, no, but you got to watch this thing. <laughs> Does Santa have Alzheimer's and he he, he doesn't know what he I could spoil it for you because it's no, so heartbreaking. It. But no. I'm gonna look. I'll look it up. <laughs> um, 
it's it's basically where the red fern grows with Santa <laughs> yeah. and Rudolph. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll do it. He's my dog. Um, gosh, we're talking about old dogs, and I'm yeah. sorry. Well, I sorry was, to bring I you wasn't. Down. You, were. but I'm Santa Claus, and I made these blocks. So my scrap piece was six inches by ten inches. So that's sixty square inches. Which cost me three dollars and twelve cents. Oh, we're at a very um, similar price point. Very similar, very similar price point, and I ended up selling them for uh, twenty five dollars after nice. I cut them. Yeah, I cut them and sanded them and uh, finished them and put them up on on Instagram on my personal Instagram page. Started promoting it that way, um, and like a few hours go by and I got a lead and I worked on. Uh, the negotiation with this customer and sold out 25 bucks. You know, nice. I just said, make an offer. That's all I said was like, make an offer. I didn't put a price point on there. I just kind of wanted to see what someone would pay for handmade toys, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and I felt like I gave a good pitch on my Instagram page. You did. You know, talking about the, the different play benefits of these types of blocks, you know, hand-eye coordination and, teach you know the subtler lessons through play like physics and cause and effect and engineering you know when kids are building and stacking blocks and figuring out balance points and stuff like that so pitched it that way sold it for 25 bucks um with my formula my profit margin is 87 percent oh you beat me and my markup percentage is 701 percent you beat me and you know who I sold Good these job. blocks to? Who'd you sell them to? Amanda Frost. My sister? sister? Oh, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of a I bitch. Did, dude, you go behind my back to re- my no. sister, and you, you, buy, you, you beat me with she my own flesh and me. blood. She reached out to me. <sighs> Don't. And I told her, I told her this might be a conflict of interest. I said that. You should have. Oh, I'm so but mad. But I did it anyway. You did it anyway. Way to go, Amanda. Thank you, Amanda. You're now I lose. Of play blocks. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. So I get to you play. You lose. Play We're both with... winners. No, I lost the competition. I set up a competition. You won it. I lost it. I'm mad about but, it. But there were two parts of this challenge. If we didn't flip it, you lost for sure. So yeah. you won the first part. You lost the second part. That's true. And also, I did mine inside of like six days. It took you, what, like 14 days? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It took, it, took me, it took me a lot longer than I thought it would be to make blocks because um, – so I started making them with like hand tools, and then I got the um, like the rough cut blocks yeah. ready. And then over Thanksgiving, um, Casey's dad has like a small little – workshop in his garage or in his basement that's got some power tools so i, I used, was wondering like, whose his, tools those were his belt yeah his belt sander made the sanding go super quick i imagine um and if i had all of those tools i could have made those in a day like this could be your new new profession uh, maybe maybe i need to sell a lot more blocks you know what i'm saying i don't know amanda, sell, like, my, amanda probably needs more 20,000 blocks yeah. to be, a, be a, a contributing member to this family. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, man. Blocks. 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 for the win. 
Blocks. All right, you ready to review this thing? Yeah, let's review it, baby. Let's do it. Each week on our show, we create a custom review scale to review our custom challenges. Dustin, this responsibility falls to you this week. What's the scale? The scale for this week is going to be based upon the winning item. On a scale from one block to six blocks, how would you rate this challenge? All right. Well, this challenge was interesting. Uh, it was nice to kind of drive around the neighborhood. It was nice to do a little commerce, a little a little wheeling and dealing on the internet. Um, but mostly it was nice to discover the free section of the Nextdoor app. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if I can add this to my total, but I was looking for a pull-up bar, one of those ones you like hang in the door of your house. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was looking at one on the internet, and it was about 20 bucks. And then I went on next door, and I found the exact same one in perfect new condition as a curb pickup. Awesome. And two minutes later, I, like, left the house. It was, like, a very nearby neighbor. Went by, picked it up, walked home. Now I have a, a pull-up bar for free, um, which I love. I've just been doing tons of pull-ups. It's been great. Um, and I, I like the next door app. It's, it's fun to see my kooky neighbors doing their kooky thing. Um, so I'm going to give this, um, four wooden blocks and one craggy little extra side piece of oak that never made it into a block. How about you, man? So four, four blocks and a four, four point two five blocks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to give it, you know, same thing, 4.25 blocks. Um, this this is like, I mean, this challenge, the the route I took was hard, was a lot. Yeah, you went difficult. way, way, way harder I, than me. I, I didn't, uh, I probably could have gotten away with doing something like that. Like, you know, the I looked up online as far as, you know, the top items to flip, and it's like clothes, electronics, you know, this type of stuff, furniture. Yeah, furniture seems and, furniture actually could be a business. You could you could actually make a living oh, flipping yeah. furniture. If if you were to if you were to just only use like the free section, like yeah, you'd you'd your your profit margin is a hundred percent. Yeah, you could make <laughs> right three or four. I think you could easily buying like dining room tables, bookshelves, and like dressers and desks. Mm -hmm. You could yeah. easily move four or five of those a week, I think, especially at like the beginning of the month when people are moving. Mm -hmm. And you the, could, um, uh, yeah, you could you could make seven hundred bucks a week, I think. Um, yeah, if that's your only thing, if you're yeah. doing a side hustle, yeah, like, and you wanted to, you know, try and flip something once a week, you know, that's yeah. That's going out money. That's mm -hmm. like I sold a table. Let's go have a, a dinner. Exactly. A, a nice dinner, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it's fun. If I were to lose my job, I, you know, I could be a flipper, I think. A block maker? I, I think it, maybe not a block maker because that's pretty intense and I don't even have the tools to be a full-time block maker. But if you were to just focus on flipping estate sales, getting antique furniture for you know, a hundred bucks and then trying to sell it for 
400 if you find a, a house where some poor family just lost their mother, you know, <laughs> and they're selling all their turn of the century furniture. I can, I mean, there are a whole, there's a whole business in. Yeah, it's very Athens attractive, isn't find. it? Yeah, this whole this, oh this the find I the know find okay. Have you heard of the find? Well, I know about sort of the dumpster diver scene of Towny Athens, uh, where when the students move out from the dorms, they just go oh, collect yeah. all the TVs, uh, futons, and fridges, and then mm-hmm. sell them two months later for a profit. Yeah, you just wait for the students. Is to come the find back. a similar thing? The find is a like a professional mm, estate sale type place where. They're only open like two days a month and they basically just go out and collect all sorts of, you know, junk essentially, you know, from people that are having an estate sale. And they basically just say, here you go. You take it all, sell it. You have a percentage of that. And then the the original owner gets the percentage of that. Yeah. So like. There are businesses based off of people selling junk, like for sure. I mean, what's a pawn shop, right? I mean, yeah. Other than a a, a, a a fucking predatory loan. One of your best place. friends owns a pawn but shop. He owns a fancy pawn shop, <laughs> Dynasty Pawn. He, his 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 pawn shop is like jewelry, like samurai yeah. swords, autographed Matt Ryan jerseys, like the high end stuff. Dude, I have an idea but, for a web series. What's you that? mentioned samurai swords. I was texting Andrew about this the other day. I want to start uh, a review channel called Sword Review, where you just <laughs> review different swords, <laughs> just like, but like non-expertly. I don't know. I think it would be good. Well, first you have to own a sword. Well, you just borrow them or something. I don't know. <laughs> that could be part yeah. of. That could be part of it. <laughs> put you put a note out on next door. And be like, um, anyone got a sword I could borrow for a video? Yeah. <laughs> Captain Murphy's got a sword. There you uh, go. Captain Captain Murphy's got a replica cavalry of officer sword, ice. right? Oh, yeah. what? Oh, he's got the replica of ice from Game of Thrones, like that big sword that Ned Stark had. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah I'll review cool. it. Yeah. So, on a scale from one to six swords, how do you yeah, review your yeah, sword exactly. show concept? Hey, Dustin, I have a question actually. Before we wrap up here, um, yeah, did you actually get money for my sister yet? It's a verbal. Excuse me? It's a verbal. It's a verbal. What's it's a, a verbal sale? It's a yeah. verbal. And does she have the blocks? No. I need to deliver them and Wait, collect them at the. You have the a, time you've got a 0%. No, no, no. You're at zero, no. man. What we call Amanda. In the business, this is Amanda short him. Order. Amanda, no, sell him. It's sell it for $23 and I win. It's a purchase order. <laughs> Amanda, if you can hear my voice, sell it for $23 and I win. It you, is you do a not have cash purchase in hand. Order. It is a purchase order. And it is a common practice in commerce to accept a purchase order and accept payment upon delivery. And I promised Amanda a free in-home setup with this delivery. So um, I'm You're going to do the install. I'm, yeah, I'm doing a... <laughs> A complimentary install. Well, are you service. counting so you your gas? It, are you counting your is, gas whoo, from here to there? My value is so much higher. No, because I have business in Alpharetta All right, fair in uh, next week. So it's included in just my every day to day. 
So Amanda undercut him. Twenty bucks. Just give him twenty bucks for it. He'll take it. No, we have we have the purchase order on <laughs> record. So. All right, Dustin, let's move on. Let's get through these technicalities and pick a new challenge. All right, Dustin, next week's challenge is your responsibility. What's it going to be? So thinking of challenges that we've done in the past and what we've done, you know, today was pretty, for me, it was intensive. Um, <laughs> I I would like to try to do something a, um, a little less impact, I guess, something that you can do from your house. Okay. Um, I would like for us to watch a movie and only know the title. Like you, it's a, I want you to pick a movie that you've never heard of before. It could be on Netflix or Amazon or go to your local blockbuster and cruise the racks and pick something based off of the picture and the title alone. So, okay. This is, this is a mellow challenge. But it's it's a cultural cultural. Do we want to do challenge. the same movie? Should we do the same movie? That's a good question. Um, Should we do the same movie? Okay. Hey, uh, if you think if you got a good movie idea for us, maybe an obscure movie, let us know about it. Send it to send it to our Instagram at Do It or Else Pod. Um, you can drop us a DM there. Give us a movie suggestion. That would be fun. Um, Maybe we can do that if we if we get a good suggestion in time. Yeah, Otherwise, we're coming up into our Christmas episodes here, so maybe, mm-hmm. maybe make it wintry. So, yeah, if you got a weird Christmas movie that we've never seen or a foreign flick or whatever, let let us let us know, please. Um, you can also send us a call. Call us at seven two four do it pod seven two four do it pod, and you can um, give us a suggestion that way. And you know, we actually Ryan, we did get a voicemail. Um, oh. from somebody oh no and um it, it it's kind of it kind of goes with with this uh challenge as far as like selling and commerce and stuff like that a couple episodes back you know we had talked about um i forgot what it was it was it was our no meat week we were we were talking about cows methane okay off put i remember and that uh uh, there's a company somewhere out in California that captures that methane right. and sells it as energy. And you said so, they were in a giant bubble or something. Something like that. I I think it's, yeah, it's like a dome where when they're eating and they're inside, you know, a, a product, unfortunately, of factory farming, but this is a way to capture some of that methane. But um, he called regarding to see if he could link up with that company. And I still don't know the name of that company, but um here let's just let's just listen to the voicemail. Okay. Okay. Here it goes. Hello. Hello. Are you there? Well, maybe it's a recorder. It's probably a recorder. Hey. This is uh, Leroy Leathers down here in uh, Climax, Georgia, down here near the Georgia-Florida line, just right outside of Bambridge. Uh, I got a nephew told me that he listened to you, you and some other guy on the radio and said there's a company that buys hog manure. 
hog manure to get the gas off of it. Now, he's an agricultural student. He ain't real smart. But if, if there really is a company such as that that buys hog manure, I'd really appreciate you sending me that company name and contact info because I got a lot of hog manure down here that I have to pay to get rid of. And if somebody will buy it, I'll sell it real cheap. I mean real cheap. So send me the name of that company to Leroy. That's Leroy, like but we say Leroy. Leathers. Rural two. And that's Climax, Georgia. And don't be thinking nothing nasty. That is really the name of my town, Climax, Georgia. The zip code is thirty nine. Eighty-three-four. Thank you. Now, uh, <laughs> if if anyone knows this guy, sir, if you could call back, um, we need some more contact info from you. Okay, we need we need an email address or we need a phone number or something, and we'll connect you. So we'll do our um, best. We'll do our best. But thanks for the call. You guys can call in as well. Um, that guy was funny. Okay. Good. Okay, good. Just for the listeners, Dustin doesn't let me hear the voicemails before they they end up in the show, so I don't know what the call is. Yeah. So <laughs> All right, give us a call. So what is it? 724-do-it-pod. Yep. And check out the Instagram. That's where all the good stuff is happening. Let us know what movie to watch next week or or we'll just watch anyone if you don't. If you don't. We love you guys. Yeah. Have a we good uh day. We love you. We need you. Let us know you're out there. And to everyone out there that's listening from a different country, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thank you so Guten much. Tag. Uh, we'd Danke love schön. for you to send gracias. us a little gracias message. A little. We want to send you a special thank you message. And if you got messages for us, we'll put you on the show. So let us know if you're listening and you like us. Uh, give us a five-star review, tell a friend, subscribe, all that jazz. really helps us out. And, you know, we're not... Um, doing this for us i mean we kind of are because for me i think this show is a great way for me and my adhd to um stimulate my curiosity about random weird things and give myself new challenges and it works really well for for me in my personal life so if you want to join us um, along in these challenges and you also are uh, experiencing some adhd symptoms this this might help i'm not saying it's going to Get rid of your ADHD. I'm saying it's a cure. It's, I'm saying it's, it's a proven cure. You're saying it's a cure. I'm saying it's a tool that can help manage your symptoms and maybe give you some uh, some fun creative outlets. So that's what we all want to do. We want to take some uh, mediocrity out of your life and spice it up. Spice it up my life. Love you, babies. Love you, babies. That's my dog shaking in the background. Good dog. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, Rosie.